Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I cannot tell you how grateful I am to have had this platform and this opportunity. This podcast has changed my life for so many reasons. I I, I love you guys for listening um, and watching, and uh, your support means everything to me. Um, I'm really excited about today's guest because he's part of my Podco family. He's one of the first people I ever thought to collaborate with, and we're so blessed to have him as one of our uh, one of our hosts uh, on the Ned's Declassified Pod. Devin Werkheiser, he's a musician and an actor, and just a all around great guy. So it was really fun to finally chat with him one on one. I mean, you're like this, such a great person to have on for this because you've always been so supportive yeah ever since we met for for cooking with christy's kitchen oh my god do you remember that of course of course you Um, randomly came in yeah how did we how did we connect i don't know who gave you my info you know like you guys just reached out like hey we have this thing do you want to come on and um, how did we reach out to to, there was like an email an email manager to me direct it wasn't i don't even think it was through my manager i think it was directly to me so someone we got a lot of mutuals i didn't dm you though Nope. Wow. It was like an official email of like, hey, we, we've got this thing. You know, do you want to come on? Let me know if you're interested. How weird. I know. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And I mean, life's amazing, right? Like yeah. I didn't see where we'd be now. Then. <laughs> um, the world has changed so much so. Exactly. Because it was literally like, like we were in the pandemic when we exactly. got to meet. And it was like a very, very tightly. We Everybody was testing. Even just for the YouTube video, we were yep. like taking it very yep. seriously. And um, yeah, we never had an incident too on that cooking show. No, never, never had one no. outbreak. And it was, um, like that was at a time in my life when, yeah, I was just working day jobs and like still, it was during a, a vulnerable time in my life, to be honest, like where my career felt far away. So like you guys reaching out to like do something, I was so game. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like let's do so- Like, I just want to create and collaborate with people. So it was a no brainer for me. Um, fun to come on both times, both shows. There was like one oh my and, then God, a, and then yes. a cake and then a cake cook off. Oh my god, yes. We had our first viral TikTok together. Okay, so yeah. Devin basically you came in and we made um some weird tater tot dealio. Yes. That was vegan, maybe? Vegetarian. Oh, vegetarian. I was vegetarian at the time. And now I was I'm, roasting now you. I'm crushing meat. Now you're crushing me? Of yeah. course you are, because a lot of people do that. Things changed. <laughs> okay, so Basically, I ribbed you about the, that the whole time, too. That was like the inside joke. Mm-hmm. But you brought me because you were working retail at a clothing store yeah. that you really believed in, though. Yeah. You loved it. Yeah. You were passionate about it, even yeah. if you weren't acting. Yeah. You gave me this beautiful um, scarf and it like had a, big... a prayer. Mm-hmm. It was like, what was it? Prayer bead or prayer uh, in it? It's just like it's a, a it's a whole. I should have worn it. But it was a really, <laughs> really beautiful scarf and I still have it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love closet. those. I love those scarves. Everyone I know has those scarves because I worked there for uh, three years. So like, and I have them. They're they're great. They're amazing. And yeah, there's a there's kind of a prayer on the end of it. You do four knots, and 
there's an intention. Um, but it, that was like a whole. Why are you brushing that off though? Because it was like a lifetime ago now. My life has shifted so much. You're like, much. I don't want to talk about it. Kind of, like, <laughs> kind of. Uh, You're you know, like, I don't want to manifest it back into my life. Kind of, like all love to late Sunday afternoon. That's the company, like all love to late Sunday yes. afternoon and that time in my life. But three years is a long time to work retail. And it's not. Even though I was passionate about it at the time, because you're passionate that's, about the brand, not the lifestyle of retail. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just passionate about my life, whatever I'm doing. But mm. that was a really hard time. I was not doing what I wanted to be doing. I was making it work because I had to f go find a paycheck. But my career had never felt farther away than those years there, and my I had never had less money than those years there. And it was a, a deeply like internal time because I was asking these big questions of like, like, how do I get where I wanna go? Like, this is not where I aimed at. This is not where I was supposed to be, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, where are you from? Georgia. Did you ever wanna go back home? No, nah, never. So you just like living here? Yeah, I love LA. Really? Yeah. I love it here. I always think about you guys um, when I fly into here, cause you know, you came in, we have to talk about Austin. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love Austin. Austin's great. <laughs> Austin is your vibe, man. Yeah, Austin's great. But Austin would LA be great is my for home. you. Okay, okay, okay. I went, okay, I have a very hate love, I should say, because <laughs> it's, it's more hate a than love. A lot of love. people do. But what I will say is that I went through a period of time in my 20s where I fucking loved LA. Yeah. But it was when, it was before COVID, of course, and even... Bef was I, I'm trying to think, it was maybe a little bit before my husband, and even when my husband and I moved back here from New York. And we just fucking loved LA together. Yeah. And I loved it when I was single, even though my heart was broken in a million pieces. But it, there was like such a vibe at that time. There was gentrification, of course, which is negative. But the positives of that was that we had all these really amazing chefs that were coming in from New York. And like the food scene was growing immensely. I would say this was... 2016, sure, 20, sure. something like that. Maybe maybe actually earlier, like 2013. Mm -hmm. And the, then all those people proved to investors that they could have these like really great outposts here and they ended up in Vegas. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. Hyde and like yep. um, SBE, yep. they were just starting to really make names for themselves. So the nightlife was intense and super yeah. fun and like even just areas, pockets, like downtown LA became such a vibe. Yep. Did you ever go to the place called La Cita? Mm -mm. Oh, La Cita was so cool. It was very like indie sleaze, like mm -hmm. super dope. I think I saw um, La Tigre or like, oh, hell yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, Santa Gold, I saw yeah. Santa Gold there. Hell yeah. So like there was just such a cool indie sleaze scene happening yep. in LA. And then, you know, of course you get sober, you have kids, you're just like, I'm gonna move to OC. Yeah. <laughs> so. I I, I get it. Like yeah. you have your kids, you're but living a different life. But what is it like now? Life. What is so LA? enchanting about LA for you? For me, um, first of all, my whole life is here. Like I've got, I, I know people can move to LA and it's a really big city and people can get overwhelmed by how big it is, but how isolated they feel because they don't drop into a community. And then you start hearing that thing that people feel about LA, which is like, everyone's just social climbing and everyone wants something from you. And it's all surface. Like, yeah, that's out, that's out there, but like, not for me. Like, I've got community all over LA and everyone's beautiful and is creating and, you know, pursuing their dreams and are beautiful people and like. How do you meet people in LA? Or how have you met your core group of people? Are they all actors? 
Nah, they're all over, you know? Like, that's so vague, dude. I, I love you, I, but that's so vague. I know, but but like I've been here so long, there's no one answer. It's like uh -huh. some come from being a teenager in young Hollywood. Like okay. some are new friends that I met at the fucking beach or met at a party or a friend of a friend. I mean, you introduced me to Storm. That's my homie now. Like, mm -hmm. it's like. You're open to it. Too. Yeah, I'm still making new friends. Mm. I have a wide community in LA of people who are still here. And I I love this city. I mean, the weather is unmatched. Unmatched. I live close. Don't even. Yeah, yeah, it's unmatched. <laughs> I live close to the ocean, which I don't think I'll ever leave the west side. Mm. Um, I didn't know you lived on the west side. Yeah, I moved over there like five years ago, and I mm -hmm. don't know that I'll ever leave. Yeah. Uh, there's so many cool neighborhoods. There's always something to do. Oh, yeah. Joshua Tree's close. The mountains are close. Road mm -hmm. trips through California. I can drive to San Francisco. Like, I, I love it here. And this is the city of my fucking dreams, you mm. know? Like, this is where I come to make music, to create the life of <gasps> right. my dreams. Like, your this is music, it. Your music, Devin, mm -hmm. your music is good. <laughs> Thank you. You say I, that, you say that <laughs> uh, with a note of surprise. I just, I didn't put two and two together. I've known you for years now. And uh -huh. it's like, I didn't put two and two together about you being a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I do dude, that. it's really good. Thank you. What? So you just released the newest single. What was it called? Um, the last single was called Lay Around. Everything's another single that's out that's doing... Great. By the time this airs, I think my EP will be out. Okay. Um, it's called Brief Ro Brief Romance EP. Why is it called Brief Romance? Because that's kind of the overall theme of the songs mm. is, uh, is this stage in my life that I've been in the last uh, maybe five years is, has been single, but, but I, I, I'm, I'm a lover. So like I've been single. I, I cannot be someone's partner or boyfriend right now and I haven't been in that place but I still like I'm not just a fuck boy like one night stand guy so I'm in this in between place of brief romance of like romance that is fleeting of getting to know someone of wanting intimacy but not being able to start building a partnership wait why 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 do you feel like is it because you want to focus on your career right now that's a that's a big part of it I mean part of it was healing from a from a like a major breakup. Um, yeah, Lindsay Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that's an older wound. <laughs> well, we are on Vulnerable, yes. as you can see. We yes. dig up all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just the, that's where I'm at in my process. I had many long-term monogamous relationships Dude, me, throughout me my too. life. Me too. Were you ever engaged? No, but my last relationship, like, we weren't engaged, but I was, from the beginning, I was sending that. Like, I was... You were serious about I it. I was serious from, like, early on with her. Like, it wasn't the time to get engaged, but I was, like, I was seeing, I was building our future, you know? Mm -hmm. That's really interesting that you say that, because people, when they're dating... You know, there's so much. I remember my 20s. Does he like me? Does he not like me? Is this is this for real or is this not? And then when you meet the person that's serious, yeah, it is a completely different feeling. Yes, of like, oh wow, why is this so simple? Why is this moving in a direction that just seems like there's no games being played? Yes. Um, and and I don't know what it is about you guys, men in general, but like you are taught to play games at a very early age. Why do you think that is? You think we're taught to play games? Like what kind of games? Well, in order to get women to be attracted to you or interested in you, it feels like 
I, it's really hard to say it's men who start the games or women who, you know, right. it's like, that's what I'm starts. curious about. Yeah. But, but what I, what I would say though, in my dating history, especially because mm -hmm. I'm like you, I'm a lover and I've always had such an open heart that it, it led me to some really bad decision. Yeah. Making. Same, same. <laughs> um, but, but what I will say is that that open heart though, dude, mixed with like the childhood actor trauma stuff yeah. led me to promiscuity and like things I'm not proud of. And like, you know, being super codependent and vengeful. I mean, you know, so I just kind of didn't really understand my value for a really long time and mm. would kind of give my heart and attention to like anyone. Mm -hmm. So I do wonder, is that an exclusively female like tendency or is that something that you feel like you have been through? Yeah, no, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I play games with people I'm I'm pretty you never have not games like <laughs> nah not games it's right. like do we want to try and get to know each other and keep moving in that direction or mm. do we not like mm. just communicate but but I learned a lot in the last five years and I learned a lot from that heartbreak because previous to that yes I would I was such a lover I was a codependent lover with the best intentions and I was a people pleaser I didn't know my boundaries mm. so no relationship could work on my end like I get it there are things that went wrong in my last relationship that are on her but there are things there were parts of me that even though I showed up well and loving uh if you don't know your boundaries and you don't communicate what you want or need, it's not going to work. Mm. If you if you say yes to your partner, um, but it's a compromise and over time you actually start to feel like less of yourself and you don't communicate it, like the the balance is off. And I think it takes a lot of time for all of us to learn our boundaries when it comes to relationships and our value when it comes to relationships. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's interesting that you say that because I obviously I work with my husband and yes, um, so do you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like exactly. to have boundaries in different areas of our life, it has taken us a long time. Yeah. But we've perfected the art of the not fight fight. Yeah. So like the other day, we were literally just. It, it, when we were first starting to date, it was like that typical, like, you know, so hot and heavy. But then like when we fight, it would be so just like other relationships that we've all had. Yeah. But but like when you're with somebody for literally almost 12 years now. Yeah. It's like we're about to celebrate our 10 year. Amazing. Yeah. And it's like, how do you really you look back on it? You're like, how have I managed to live with this person for that long and yeah. not kill them or have yeah. them kill me? Yeah. <laughs> and really, it's because you fight smart and you fight through it so that you didn't waste time with that fight or that yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's like you have kids too. Like you start getting so tired. You're like, is this worth my fucking energy? Right. 
And so he and I will look at each other and we're like, we are on the same team. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. What did we just get from this? And yeah. so we really just kind of like starve each other out in terms of that sick, that sickness, that drama. Yep. We starve it out of our relationship. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. There's, yeah. there's necessary confrontation in relationship. Like there's necessary conversation and disagreement that needs to get worked out and communicated through and however messy it may be, like there's necessary drama in relationship. And then there's that like wasting your life drama. Mm -hmm. There's that shit that comes up that like you've been fighting for days and nothing has been solved, communicated. You haven't got closer together. You don't know more about each other. It's just drama. Yeah, it's just ego. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like addicted to that cycle in relationships. And I'm really not in yeah. my personal relationships and in my intimate relationships. Like I, I have no interest in like bullshit drama. So when you were um, making the songs for your EP, yeah, um, were you triggered at all? Did you feel yeah. like when did you begin to say, OK, I'm I'm ready to let go of this past hurt, this past love and honor it and honor the healing? Or what was that process um, like? It, the whole time, the whole process has been about returning to myself and who I am and who I want to be. I never, from the moment we broke up, I never wanted to go back to that love. Hmm. So it was the process of forging forward with the pain, every question I needed to ask myself to take accountability for how I got myself in this, hmm. the anger at her, all those things that come up. It, but it was always me looking forward and moving forward. Um, and breakups can be really beautiful times for yourself where you can, they're painful, but where you can return to yourself. What do I want? Who am I? Who do I want to be? Mm. What kind of lover do I want to be? All those things. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, that process has been ongoing. Um, music, nah, music isn't triggering. Music's the best fucking expression in the world for me. Like when I'm making music, I'm... It, Nah, there's nothing triggering. It's just beautiful. I just get mm -hmm. to express things that you can't quite say in a conversation because mm -hmm. you can you can add feeling to it with the actual music, not just the lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, Were uh, you making music back in the day, day? Back in the day, day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was making singer-songwriter stuff for years. My, mm. my new project, Good Valley, is a whole transition that I made over the last two years and a whole new vision of what I want to be as mm. a music artist. It's got like a Hozier vibe or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Hozier. got like a Hozier. It's got kind of like a... I'm trying to think who else. Who I mean, do you feel like you're inspired by? Yeah, my big influences on, especially my new project, are like James Blake, um, Bonnie Vare. Mm -hmm. sure. Bonnie Vare, yes. Yeah, Hozier. Yes. Um, even Rufus Dussault. Oh like, my God! Yes, I can see that. Yes, yeah, so, love, so, love so a track you haven't heard, but will be out by the time this airs. Mm -hmm. Um, my my lead single of my EP is called Touching, and it's very much Rufus. Like <gasps> it's I made like a low key house track. Oh, I cannot wait! Yeah. I love I love EDM music. People don't mm. know this about me. I know this about you. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh I, wait, I know you're a party person. Hold on, let's talk <laughs> about it. I've seen you at a party. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So basically Podco had like Podco camp um, where, um, what was it? The, the ATX TV festival. Yes. In they Austin. had us come and do a, a bunch of panels. And I was like, oh my God, what a great little time to have everybody come. And y'all went and it was really showed up for me and Brendan and we were really excited and I was tickled. 
And so we threw a party <laughs> yes. at my house, but it rained. It rained. It, it did rain. Everyone was huddled under, but then it stopped raining so and we cool, swam though. at two in the morning in your pool. It was amazing. It was later than that. Yeah. Well, maybe it started. You it started at like two, two, two and then everyone was into like four. It was yeah. such a good time. I loved that. That felt like the launch of Podco, even though we had all been working together for months, mm -hmm. our, our Podco brands and worlds. Yeah. Our Podco yeah. worlds and brands, they're modular. Like they're mm -hmm. very isolated even though we all support each other mm -hmm. that felt like the launch of podco and felt like really good culturally for us all to like get together in person you know and just spend time eat food have uh, a party if i could i would do that like once a year honestly i know but you moved away from la so well <laughs> but that was in austin i know but at the same time like i would do it here honestly i would especially yeah. once we move out of this space that we're yeah. currently at into some sort of a larger kind yeah, of like where warehouse space. Yeah. Oh yeah, You'd call, I would love that. I love hosting parties, especially when it comes to people I care about. And so like, I literally almost didn't do that party. And Brennan was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because um, I was hosting at like, I think I had to get up at like six in the morning yeah. or something. And yeah. literally we were partying. I literally yeah. played closing time three times to get yeah. everyone out of the pool. <laughs> um, at like It was like 3.30 at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was late. And, I was and like, we all had to get up to yeah. do the panel at like eight. <laughs> yes, yes, you guys all made it. Um, yeah, I was exhausted. Uh, it was, it, if you're not gonna like travel somewhere with you know everybody that you like and party, what is it worth? But I always think it's so interesting that I can still enjoy a party like that sober. Yeah. All I need is music though. Yeah, and good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I still like to drink and imbibe, but um, but I can enjoy a space sober. Mm -hmm. That's good that you know that. See, I did not know that yeah. for a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Have you ever have you ever gone through like bouts of sobriety at all? Yeah. What's the longest you have been sober? <laughs> Probably a month. Okay. Yeah. Just that's every every now that's a good honest. Yeah, every concept. now and then I throw a month in there where I'm like, let's just be sober for a month, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. just as I check like it's been a while since I've done a stint of like pure sobriety. And so every now and then I try and check in with that of just like, hey, how does that feel? Well, and speaking of like checking in and mental health and stuff, your your pod is awesome. Thanks. And I love it. And I want to come on. I, I want to have you on. You're <laughs> always too busy. Is the best. <laughs> but but your actual the other pod, not the Ned's yeah, pod, growing right? Up. Yeah. So how is up. that? How is that going? It It has been both these pods, man. They have been such such a strange like such a strange outcome that I never saw coming but they've been so positive in my life my life really started to take a a uh, substantial shift in the right direction last year when both of these started I paired up with Podco for Neds and I paired up with a company called Onomy for growing up mm -hmm. and I love doing growing up I'm sure you feel it with with this, um, getting the chance to sit like one-on-one -on -one with a bunch of people I'm interested in and love and care about and kind of have a pointed conversation about life, about what are we going through? You know, growing up is, is kind of a universal conversation about like, how did, how did you get here? You know, mm. what's made sense? What hasn't? Um, and just getting, people ask me like, oh, who's your favorite person you've had on growing up? Or what's your favorite conversation you've had? And I'm like, it's not like that. Hmm. I literally love every time I get to sit down with someone. I don't mm -hmm. have a favorite. The mm -hmm. whole process is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I get to sit and talk to people and then make content out of it. I was gonna say, you know, that I've never actually heard that. No one's asked me that yet. People haven't asked me, hey, Chrissy, what's your favorite 
I truly don't because unfortunately I look at it through success lens and I'm just like, which one was the top performing? And that's not something I feel like you've ever done. Oh, no, no, no. It's like, it's a part of the, you, you can't be unaware. It's a part of the space. I'm mm -hmm. building a new podcast brand. Of course, some of the time I'm like, who can we get on mm -hmm. for just that? Like, yeah. who can we get on who would just be good to have on because people will watch? It, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't feel great when you're in that mindset. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, because then you might be sitting with someone and it's like, I don't know if I want to talk to this person. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like so far, who I'm getting is is people I'm like directly reaching out to, people right. I'm interested in. Right. I'm sure as growing up goes on, mm -hmm. as you get higher up, as you've talked like, to everyone the, you know, everybody on your phone, and like, you have to start outsourcing it. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it'll get a little weird of like, oh shit, like. Now I'm reaching out to someone I don't even know what they do, but I'm having them on the pod, and now we have to have an hour-long intimate conversation. However, however, I feel like I can talk to anybody. Yeah, I think so you can. Put someone in a chair. I'll talk to them. I feel like you're very good at that. Mm -hmm. Have you have you always had a knack for talking to people? Yeah, yeah, I'm a people person. Are you an extrovert? An, yeah, I am. I'm an extrovert who loves his alone time. Mm. Love my alone time. Need my alone time. What do you do on your alone time? Like my battery needs to recharge. Mm. Um, whatever I do, work out, hang out, make music. Mm -hmm. Tons of time is music. Mm -hmm. Hang out with my cat. Do nothing. Oh, scroll on my phone. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's an angel. Um, <laughs> but I I I love alone time. But I am an extrovert. I do get energy from being around people. Um, I don't. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Yeah. I get really not. Depleted? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vulnerable is, is actually by the end of like full three-day sessions of vulnerable. Yeah. I get very, uh, I, I, some, sometimes, it depends on who the guests are. Yeah. Like in a really like heavy place. And I go straight home into mom mode and yeah. I'm like, fuck, how do I? That's different. That's not about extroverted, introverted. I'm talking about if I go to a lovely gathering of people, I get mm. energy from that. Okay. Podcasting for 10 hours or 12 hours over two days. No, no, no. Three. I, I, yeah. I don't know if, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if people know how we do Pargo, but like. I don't care. But when I finish Ned's pod days, I, I need to recover for like three days. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to be around anybody for three days. Yeah. Because Ned's pod, we are just so on <sighs> so extroverted we're sharing we're connecting it's just all my energy mm -hmm. and then it, literally it takes me three days to feel normal and balanced again like i i need no one to talk to me <laughs> for three days i'm like, literally like i can't even tell you how proud i am of you guys um i i really can't um it's wild uh okay so when the strike went down there yeah. was a couple different things that we had to pause and Brendan called me in and he was kind of freaking out. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know what this is going to do to impact us. Yeah. And I said, whatever we do, we will be continuing Ned's. Hell yeah. And I, I was, the, yeah. first of all, I was the one that, and Brendan, I think was, the, you guys came together to do Ned's pod. Yeah. But I was, I'm the, always been the one that's been like, this thing is just fire. And like your guys' dynamic is the reboot. Like it's crazy. It is it's the crazy. reboot. If you haven't seen it, please go check them out. Yeah. Um, and uh it, it it's 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 really kind of fascinating to see because you know I stalk every everyone related to me. <laughs> and so I see that people are sometimes hating on Neds and it pisses me off and I want to find people's addresses and <laughs> 
<laughs> go be an extrovert in Got front that of their house. Side. <laughs> oh, it's the Sicilian in me. Um, but no, for real though, it's kind of silly though. Like, do you, have you, I'm curious, how do you feel of you? It's probably not even on your radar because you're such a positive person, mm. but do you know of people being like, oh, this is like they're, like they're living in the past. Oh, of course, thing. of course I see those comments. Of course, th those comments are speaking to a, an aspect of myself that I feel, you know, like I've, I'm luckily at a place in my life where it doesn't stop me and I don't give energy to that, but I read them and, <laughs> and they hit me in a place that I already feel like it's a strange thing having a success in the past be still so important to what I'm doing now and just who I am and how I engage with the world. It's not by choice. It's not like I'm trying to hold on to Ned's. Ned's is a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And you think if I didn't, like, if I got on other shows and got on other movies, and if my music th went the way I wanted it to in my 20s, if I transcended Ned's, I wouldn't be doing Ned's Dude, pod. Drake, a.k.a. Aubrey, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. He's, people still know him from Degrassi or whatever. For sure. And like Selena Gomez, she's still a Disney Channel kid. For sure, but they've- Like, it doesn't matter. It they does, transcended does, in some ways. But they've but, transcended in terms of like, Drake's not going to do a fucking Degrassi podcast, you know? <laughs> he should. And like, Selena showed up to- You know to, what? If these people did, I would, but for real, think about it. No, nah, but he doesn't have to. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Like the sure. creativity is elsewhere and sure. it's flowing elsewhere. And, sure. and the relationship with the public is elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And Selena guested on Wizards, which is dope. Oh, but she, she did. But she doesn't need to sit down and host Wizards because. So this is what you're talking about. You're talking about need. And that's where I find that people who, this cringe culture thing that I'm really trying to understand and unpack. Yeah. It's really unfair. And it's, um, cringe culture has like a whole. If you like look up the word cringe, I was looking it up in the airport. It's actually from like old English of Kringle or some fucking, <laughs> I have it in my notes. And, it, and it's, and it's you know, it's to basically be icked out by a piece of your culture in comparison to other cultures in the world. Yeah. And so, but that's, that's why I kind of, I rebuke cringe because what <laughs> we're doing isn't out of need per se. Um, it, it's, it's out of want, wouldn't you say? Like, have, didn't you want to do this? Y yes, but mm -hmm. out of need in a way that I don't judge. Need is beautiful. Necessity is what creates our lives. Necessity is the, whatever, mother of invention. Like, no, my life is integrated to what I need. Like, opportunity comes out of, like, I'm trying to solve problems in my adult life. Yeah. The po at first, I thought the answer to many of those problems was the Ned's reboot. So I worked towards that for years because I was trying to solve problems that would work for everybody. Oh, this would be good for the audience. This would be good for us as a community. This would be good for me personally, right? Okay, here's the problem. Uh, or here's the solution, Ned's reboot. It didn't go and I was like, fuck, I still got all these problems I'm trying to solve in my life. Ned's podcast shows up. Mm. I was literally, dude, mm. I was literally driving to Oregon um, by myself. I was going to see some friends up there and I had this long road trip and this was the summer of 2022. This was last mm -hmm. year. And I was literally in this conversation with the universe about like, 
what am I supposed to do with this Ned's identity, with this part of my life that I love, that's been so good to me, but that I can't seem to, I can't seem to escape it, but also it's not benefiting it's, me. Mm. It's not doing anything for me, except that there's a whole chunk of the world that knows me and loves me from it, right? Mm. Like, but it's not helping me. So I was having this conversation on this road trip of like, I've laughed about it before, but it's real of like, do I start a fucking OnlyFans? Like I was asking the universe that because I need money. Mm. Um, what do, do I need to, for the first time in my life, actually start putting an active uh, pushing away of Ned's mm. rather than embracing this part of my life? Do I, you know, I was 30, 31. Like, mm. do I need to actively start distancing myself from this thing to get where I want to go. Is that what I need to be doing? Mm -hmm. On that drive was when Brendan texted me, hey man, call me, I got an idea. And I called him in Northern California, like I remember it. And he's like, yo man, what do you think about doing a Ned's rewatch pod? And I was like, well, there's my fucking answer. Like I was asking, do I need to let go of Ned's? And literally, Brendan called me on that drive. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's the asset right there. Yeah. <laughs> we call we call our cutaways assets. Assets, yeah. I do. I don't know. I came up with it. Yeah. Um, it, I'm it, just it, blown away by that. It that's was, wild. It was beautiful. Like it was beautiful. I go, okay. There's a door opening. Like there's possibility in this. And he's like, do you think Daniel and Lindsay would be interested? And I'm like, I know for a fact they'd be interested. And again, this comes back to necessity. Why do I know they'd be interested? Because we all are struggling with this thing. We all haven't transcended Ned's. We all have bigger dreams that we're not living or parts of our life that are like not what we want them to be. So out of necessity, like if Lindsay was on another show at the time and everything was going great in her career and she had other interests, like maybe she wouldn't be down for Ned's pod. If Daniel was doing everything he wanted to be doing and living all of his dreams and they were popping off, maybe he wouldn't want to come back to Ned's pod. But we all hit this time. Mm. The universe was kind of like aligning it. Yes, out of weird necessity, but also so much beauty, so much healing has come from coming back together with them and doing this. It's like, wild to see. That's why I'm so proud of it. Because dude. So yeah, there's the business side of it, but then there's the, there's the advocacy part of it that for me has always been in my heart. And that's kind of been the motivator. Um, when you talk about when you're doing something and you're feeling like it's bringing and sparking joy in you, for me, advocating for people who've, uh, you know, just been through and navigating what you're exactly what you're talking about. I, I, I wasn't finding myself in other people, but yet I knew that I had community, but yeah. it did feel like we were also isolated from one another. Yeah. And so once I started plugging into that um, and like when I would yeah. have chats with folks like sort of in passing We'd be like, let's make hash browns. And then you'd be like, hey, you remember that time? And that yep. wasn't that wasn't something we could actually have in yep. the realm of the cooking YouTube genre. So I started being like, wow, there's something more to all of this. That yeah. means the connectivity for me was like a string I had to pull. Um, so so to see this sort of blossom for you guys away from whatever I may have sort of like kind of sparked the ember of it yeah. is fucking cool yeah it's so fucking cool like yeah. i am your biggest one of 
Brendan is the other one. <laughs> your biggest fans. Hell yeah. Like, dude, really? Like, we, yeah. you're you're doing live shows now. Like, yeah. what do you think about that? I'm so stoked. What do you, what do you think that's going to be like? Um, yeah, we're like, as of recording this podcast, we're mm -hmm. just in the pre prepping for our first Ned's Pod live show. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so excited. Like I said, I love people. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm made for this. <laughs> this is my life. I love entertaining people. And like the fact that we're going to get to, because the podcast has already been amazing. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're going to, feel this energy live that we're going to get to meet our audience and like hear from them in person and make each other laugh in person and take photos and do this thing live and feel that immediacy because with so much of acting and podcasting it's segmented you you record it at one point you release it at another point mm -hmm. like it's all kind of spread out mm -hmm. live is live we're going to mm -hmm. feel that energy exchange live i i'm so excited i'm so excited to meet our community um, and our audience and just mm -hmm. like get that energy going and you guys and also have a together. patreon too yeah. which you know we should always plug yeah yeah patreon.com slash neds pod we yeah. put a bunch of behind the scenes random shit and we do live streams you, for them you guys do really i mean i've talked to i've talked to your other cohorts yeah um and you guys go to the spa sometimes yeah get yeah we got our nails done. did yeah before i went and traveled Lindsay, we we went and got mani pedis i got I my nails it. painted yeah um where were you you were like in europe all over the place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where else do you want to go i still got another summer of europe in me but mm -hmm. then then i probably want to go either to thailand or to south america mm. um but i want to see uh, so much of the world mm -hmm. um i love i love traveling i love getting out yeah, but we have we have so much fun together, and yeah. and it's it's this crit. It is the reboot. Mm -hmm. Adulthood is so complex and so complicated, and we all arrive to our adulthood through different paths and at different points and with different hangups and all this shit. With the podcast, we can really dive into all of it. That's why it's like the true reboot is we we're not stuck by what we can do in, in a little twenty two minute episode yeah. and with our characters mm -hmm. and these little things. Daniel Lindsay and I can talk about literally oh. everything. Has there been anything on there? Like with the dick pics, I talked to um, <laughs> Lindsay Shaw about this. She basically consented. And I love the way that you framed that. You were like, Lindsay has consented to receiving dick pics. <laughs> she did it on the pod. She like, she like called out a request for dick pics. And I was like, Lindsay, you know, this is going to be online. Like, you know, and she was like, oh, I know. And oh, I was like, oh, my God. And then, it, and then it happened when that episode aired. It was insane. Oh, I love it. It was insane. But She showed me a few. <laughs> mm -hmm. She showed it. me more than a few. Oh, I'm sure. She wouldn't stop showing me that I'm day. She's sure. like, hey, look. I'm like, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> um, That's the thing is like, you guys, I just, I'm so happy for you. I'm, I really am so jealous <laughs> at the people that get to go to your live shows because they're going to be lit. What else, <laughs> what else do you think are going to be during the live shows? Do you think there's going to be like trivia people? You got to pull fans up on. Yes. Yeah. We got to, we got to friends uh, or fans up and questions from fans. I mean, we don't know yet. We're just forming like kind okay. of how we want to, what's the run of show? Like, what do we yeah. want to do? We don't know yet. Okay. Um, but when we get together, it's going to be a good it's time. It's always, it's always a good time. Yes. We love getting together. Like, it's always fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's We'll We'll it's make sure crazy. you come through Austin again. Yes. For one of those live shows. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Because I miss you guys and, and um always, always cheering for you guys. I know. Um, I love when I actually get to see you yeah, and Brendan. It's nice. Because nice. we are building something together. But Thank you. Thank you for trusting us. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah. 
Um, thanks for coming. I mean, did you? I feel like we talked enough. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> people probably want to see you come back. I, I just know it. I think people yeah. are going to be like, you guys were good together. He should come back. Yeah, I like I like talking with you. Good. I, I wanted to come on by myself because uh, well, you know the Ned's cast, we came on, but like, yeah. it's hard with Dude, three. Dude, that was rough. Yeah, it's just hard to have oh, well, a- Well, I had Lindsay on. Yes, And then exactly. I had Lindsay and uh, Daniel on- On Big Name Bitches. On Big Name Bitches, mm-hmm. and where you had COVID. But yep. you know what was really interesting is I really got to get to talk to Lindsay about you. <laughs> on Vulnerable or on Big Name Bitches? No, on Big Name Bitches. Did you? Yes. Did you? I, I did. love when people talk about me. I know. And, and honestly, I don't even remember what it was, but we just, as girls without you in the room, we've never been able to talk. Oh. So we were able to I can't to wait talk. to watch. Ooh. Do you guys think you'll ever get back together? I don't. Okay. Does she know that? I don't know. Uh, we actually talked about it a little bit on a on an episode of Ned's Pod that hasn't aired yet. Because look, we know the internet ships us. Mm-hmm. Um, I ship us. I I absolutely cherish my relationship with Lindsay. Like really, um, because we were each other's first loves, and because we have such a history. Like there is a level of intimacy that I have with her. There is a level of like safety that I feel with her. It's kind of like, Jer- it's like Seinfeld and what's her name? Elaine. Yes, yeah. Elaine and Jerry. Yeah, like it, we have a really good friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, of course we have an attraction to each other that people see. That doesn't mean we have to act on it. For me, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think we'd get back together in that way. Um, because to me, Truly, the friendship and us creating together is like more beautiful to me. I hear you. So, if we ever started down that road, anytime you do that, like it's messy. Mm-hmm. It's messy when you start opening up those feelings. It's different. Relationships change. And I don't know that I'd want to risk that, even if I love Lindsay. And if like I said, we're attracted to each other. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that's you have adorable. to act on it. You know? I, that's all the sh- that's all the internet needs to know is that you're attracted to each other, and it's all good. Yeah, they of course we're attracted to, to each other. Come on. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm just happy that you guys are happy, and yeah. that is all that matters. Yeah, I just cherish like my friendship yeah, with her. It's for sure. too good. You think I'm gonna blow up this bridge by like? And that's what being an adult is: is not acting on every single impulse that you have. Exactly. That's growing up with Devin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it really is though. Like you don't have yeah. to act on every impulse. Just because there's the possibility of something in front of you mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to take those steps. Mm-hmm. When we're young, mm-hmm. you don't know you any must. better. Yeah. When, when you're young, you're mm-hmm. like, I must see mm-hmm. what's here. Mm-hmm. I must. And that's why there's like a question on the internet of, or in our lives of can men and women be friends? And like, there was a time when I was younger where I felt like no because of that thing because like oh feelings will arise and then it'll be unfair because you one person's gonna want to act one person won't nah now that I'm adult like now that I'm really an adult like I have so many women friends like of course men and women can be friends mm-hmm. grow up mm-hmm. high five you're doing good Devin thanks <laughs> thanks for coming on vulnerable thanks for having me Christy <laughs> it's been a pleasure come on growing up when okay. you have some time I would love to yeah, I got to ask you about you, okay? Mm, okay. We got to talk about your life. Something I've never talked about before. Yeah, yeah. it's not like there's uh, any <laughs> YouTube videos. Any way I could hear about that. <laughs> Thanks, Devin. Yeah, good to be here. Go follow him and oh, yeah. go listen to Ned's. Yeah, and- go listen to Ned's pod. New episodes mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Growing up with 
Devin. New episodes every Tuesday. Good Valley is my new music. The EP should be out by the time this airs. Uh, go listen to it on Spotify, Apple, all the things. Check it out. It's a good time. Love you, Devin. Love you. Thanks so much for watching this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. To check out clips from the pod, check out The Vulnerable Podcast Clips channel, and the YouTube link is in the description.